0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Soporu. Episode 43, Good Financial Habits. We are back. Thank you for listening. Anywhere you're listening, make sure you five-star rate and subscribe positive reviews, positive vibes only. Support the podcast in the show notes. You'll be able to see how you can support the podcast. This week, we have another exciting show. We have What's in the News. We're going to talk about the news. It was obviously a heavy news week. We have the Financial Roundtable. We have Good Financial Habits. We're going to talk about those habits that you can form that are strong financial habits. We also have Questions of the Week. I'm getting back to questions. Finally, You're like, finally, he's getting back to those questions again. And then lastly, wrapping up with talking about myself, what's going on. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Good old fashioned market update. So um, as we sit today, uh, let's get a kind of a beat on the market currently as I flip through and find my market update app. So um, right now, the NASDAQ, the S&P just turned green. Dow is down a little bit to those value, those Dow stocks down a little bit off about 38 points. Um, NASDAQ up about 64. Um, yeah, so it's looking like that rotation, that rotation for value to growth still happening. We're seeing restrictions across the country and we're gonna talk about that more in the news update, but. We're seeing pullbacks and restrictions across the country, which is playing into effect with the market. COVID deaths are rising, which it's exceeded 250,000 as of Wednesday, according to John Hopkins University. So this fresh surge is what the market is looking at. They're saying, "Okay, are we going to be locked down and rotating back into these growth stocks for the foreseeable future? Um, So that's what's happening. But we did have uh, the counter to that, which is Um, the Pfizer and Moderna news on the COVID-19 vaccines, which um, they both came out uh, with, uh, these candidates both came out with strong news on the efficacy, the efficiency rate of the vaccine. So that um, obviously helped the market earlier in the the week last week. Um, And so that's, that's what's been playing with the market. So you're seeing kind of this this play between the sectors of growth and value. You're seeing different news on the race for the vaccine against, you know, restrictions for winter. How are small businesses going to handle it? How are, how's the economy going to handle it? How are retailers, consumers, all this is playing into what's the market is, you know, chewing on uh, during these times. And so you always have jobless claims that's still rising or still, still up. Um, and so how uh, that's looked at as well. So there's so many different factors, but the market, as we sit right now, um, is, is chewing on that this week. And that's kind of what's bl- led to what's been going on in the swings of the market. So that's your market update for the week. Uh, let's swing into what's in the news for the week. So another highly, um, another large news week. So first and foremost, we have DoorDash. So DoorDash um, has said, so, so back to DoorDash. DoorDash has said that they're gonna go in a, and they're, they're they're in pre-IPO phase right now. So they've dropped their S1, which is the paperwork and the filing that you drop when you want to be a public company, public company meaning you are selling your shares to the public on the secondary markets like the New York Stock Exchange or, or wherever have you. Um, so they're going public and actually it was, Digging into, it. I have some highlights of the numbers, which is pretty interesting. They're the number one food delivery deliverer in the U.S. DoorDash has an enviable fifty percent share of the market. Uber Eats has twenty six percent. Grubhub has sixteen, and Postmates, which is what I use until someone put me on to Uber Eats, um, has uh, Postmates has seven percent. So that's big news for you know DoorDash. If you're in these gig economy. Delivery spaces, whether it's the Ubers or the DoorDashes, um, the food deliveries, you want to have the bigger share because that's obviously lends to better margins because these are such, you need scale in these businesses because they're such low margin businesses. Um, but they said their sales tripled uh, to $1.9 billion from January to September compared to the same period in 2019. That's obviously strong growth. A lot of more people are adapting these. Uh, delivery services, especially during the pandemic. And they have 18 million customers, one million dashers. That's a cool name. Dashers. They're actually pretty good. I think these delivery people, they do dash. They get your food pretty quick. So I like that. Um, and they have three hundred and ninety merchants, so that are using their DoorDash's platform. That's pretty pretty strong. Uh, they're still not profitable though. As I mentioned, these margins are super thin. They're not profitable. They lost $533 million in 2019. They did a little bit better in 2020. They've lost 140, $149 49 million in, in 2020 so far. So this is interesting. They have great growth. During the pandemic, you're probably going to see a swing more to these delivery apps. But um, again, they're not profitable businesses just because margins being so hard. Um, that's an interesting thing to watch for DoorDash's IPO. But they want to deliver everything they said they want to start delivering so much different things so that could be good news for them um and hopefully that helped them increase margins um another firm company doing an ipo airbnb they want to do their ticker symbol abnb again these are not um you know endorsements of any of these companies um i don't even really buy ipos to be honest um but airbnb is going public and i actually read a cool story about them in cnbc how 2009 or 2008 when they had first launched they were like barely making any money they started selling these you know cereal um, obama cereals to try to you know scratch by but they essentially it's a great turnaround story company's been performing really well um they were you know having troubles during the lockdowns but they made a huge comeback uh you know they did one, 1. 1.3 billion in revenue last quarter, um, and they're actually a profitable company, uh, which is kind of cool for them. But yeah, they want to go public too. Everyone wants to go public, and the reason why these companies want to go public, they raise equity. The founders, the people, the insiders can sell their shares, cash out um, a lot. A lot of them go cash out a good portion of their shares, and they raise money, obviously. And so that's a big thing why these companies look to do that exit, that public exit. And we talked about it earlier, Um, next up, the 90% efficacy rate. So Pfizer, BioNTech announced their COVID vaccine was more than 90% effective in the final stages. Then yesterday, Moderna, or this would have been a couple days ago, I believe, but they said that their vaccine was more than 94% effective. Um, So this is huge news. So we're seeing a strong effective rate on these vaccines, which, um, I, I saw a chart, I should have, you know, saved it, but there was a cool chart that showed um, how the rates of vaccines are looked at for, like, the major diseases we've seen in this country. Like, I think it was, like, smallpox on there, like, all these different things. And, you know, the flu is only, like, 54% uh, uh vaccines, only 54% effective. And so having a 90% rate puts you in strong, strong company, which is certainly good uh, when you're betting on, you know, getting back to things back to normal. That's a super strong uh, efficacy rate and something that's really, really um, impressive that these companies are working so hard to really help us in this time. And they're doing it fast. It usually takes years for this stuff to happen, but they're doing it fast. Moderna plans to request emergency FDA approval by early December. Pfizer could seek emergency use authorization this month. Um, If they get the green light, they're going to start distributing December with 20 million doses ready to ship by the end of the year. Uh, so they're ready to go. It sounds like they're ready to go. They're launching. They're going quick. Um, and that's what you need in these times. People need to uh, feel comfortable, feel safe. Um, and tell me what you do. Would you be able would you take the vaccine? I hate needles myself. Um, so I actually don't often get the flu shot, to be honest, not because of like, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But I just hate needles. Is that weird to say? Does anyone else feel me out there? Let me know. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to get this because I you know, I want this. <laughs> we want the COVID vaccine, so I'm going to have to suck it up. <sighs> going to have to suck it up, folks, and that's what I got to do. Um, Amazon. Amazon launched an online pharmacy, uh, which, you know, made CVS and Walgreens stocks uh, turn down a little bit. So Amazon acquired this company called PillPack for $1 billion a couple of years ago, and the pharmacies were afraid because Amazon has so much scale, so much logistics. They, you know, Everyone, I think it said someone said like a third of people in the country buy something on Amazon every day, which is obviously scary numbers. So if you're, you're, you're Amazon, people always ask me, oh, can a company keep getting bigger, it keep performing? I'm like, yeah, look at companies that there's all, oh, there's so many different industries that Amazon can get into. And they're looking at the pharmacy industry now. And so they announced that they're going to start um, an online pharmacy, which is huge news. Um, Prime members get free two-day shipping and saving benefits. Um, non Prime members get five free day delivery. Um, CVS and obviously Walgreens and those those different shares dropped on the news. Nine percent. Rite Aid plunged sixteen percent. GoodRx stock fell twenty three percent, and Walmart stock dipped to two percent as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strong name. If Amazon's getting to this business, it's obviously strong. You know, a strong, well positioned company that can do pretty much anything um, is going to be attacking another industry. Uh, which is a is a essential industry, essential business, essentially. So, that's that's kind of big news um, for for that. Couple quick tidbit news. So, I saw it was pretty cool, and I'm not familiar that familiar with baseball, but the Miami Marlins' new general manager is Kim Ninj. I should know how to pronounce that last name, but I don't. Uh, it's the first female GM and first Asian American GM in MLB history. That's kind of huge. That is huge actually, <laughs> not kind of, it is incredibly huge. Um, not a big baseball follower, but saw that news and I thought it was worth a mention. We'll be watching out for, for how she performs and then wishing her the best of luck. Um, also another quick tidbit, Twitter is doing Insta stories which in which they call them fleets, which I like. I like social media adapting, adding, and people were complaining cause Instagram out of this whole shop feature and redid everything. People will complain at first and then they'll start to like it. That's just the way these things goes whenever new things are launched on social media. Um, And Fleets was met with some joking, but some serious complaints. but people will start to like it as well. It's a great way. We're able to get information out there. If we're able to do that, I think people love it. I love it, so I can't speak for the people. Uh, But they will generally adapt to this new wave. Now back to flying. So Boeing announced the Boeing 737 MAX has been cleared to fly, but the FAA, so they're cleared to fly. Uh, the MAX has been involved in two fatal crashes, but the uh, cu- the plane aircraft is now able to take off again. It was the long, longest grounding of a jet in U.S. history, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but now they're, they're approved to, to get that back on the air. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting and news for Boeing and, and good news for, for that company. Next up, lockdown news. So we were going to talk about it. I just wanted to give an update from the different cities, states, what's been going on. Here's a quick roundup. So New York City, home to the country's largest public school district, ordered schools to close for in-person learning as of Uh, That was yesterday morning, citing a 3% positive test threshold. Ohio announced a three-week curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. starting today. New Mexico has been told to shelter in place for two weeks because the governor called it. Illusion Grisham called it a life or death situation. So New Mexico is really in some life or death. They're sheltering in place for two, three weeks. So yeah, people are restricting back again. California reimposed tight restrictions on 94% of its polished population. Even though the, the governor, I saw on Twitter, the governor was caught at some cocktail party with multiple people in there. He was at some French laundry restaurant um, and he was caught with multiple people. He said he made a mistake. That's why I don't high horse. A lot of people that are high horsing, it's so hard. Everyone's trying to do their best, but I'm not a big high horser and pointing fingers person. Um yeah, it's just everyone just try to do their best to do what they can, but point your fingers at yourself and kind of work on what you gotta do. Um, but that's that situation. So California, Washington, and Michigan. And other states have halted indoor dining, so Washington, Michigan. I think Chicago did. Illinois did as well, if I'm not mistaken. Philadelphia did. Iowa was among some Republican-led states that did not that did a hundred did a AI mask. So Iowa, a red state, they're like, hey, we can't pretend like anymore. We have to have a mask mandate. <laughs> so Iowa is saying they need a mask mandate. New Orleans said it's not having Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras cancels the first time in 42 years. First time in 42 years, New Orleans say we can't do it. It's getting crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's here around it. We're going back and restrictive. It's going to be a, a restricted summer. People are canceling Thanksgiving. Plan. We're not getting – my family's not getting together Thanksgiving. That's the first time I've, since I remember ever. So we are not doing that. I'm not going to be going to visit family in Baltimore. I'll be staying here in New York. Um, obviously got back safe for my trip. Uh, I was safe out there, but you know, we'll be back. We'll be staying here. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with Christmas and, and everyone, but yeah, it really seems like we're going to be a lockdown winter. So we were paying for that, for that situation to unfold. Uh, so that's your week up weekly news update. A lot of stuff in the news, a lot. Tell me your thoughts. Let me know. But next up, we'll go into the financial roundtable and talking about good financial habits. Hey, welcome back. Gather around for the Financial Roundtable. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, Yeah, this, this week I want to talk about, you know, some good financial habits that I try to practice, that everyone should try to practice at your own will. Because when I meet with people, you know, I think some people think you can snap your fingers or you can do some magic trick and all your... You know financial stuff is going to be taken care of which it's not it's a habitual thing that you do for many months years decades before some people feel like they're in a good position um so that's why it's it's important to know the good habits that you have to practice over a long period of time there's no way you can do things for a month and expect all your problems to be taken care of you'll see progress but you will not be even when investing you can't people think they can just like start investing flipping money no that you can't do that Do things the right way for a long period of time you'll see the progress the same thing as anything else in this life it comes with hard work um not uh expecting things overnight so what are the habits that you can practice let's talk about some of them i just found some a list of good ones let's talk about them one i thought was good on this list was uh using a monthly budget so um you can try to do that. So I don't even do a spreadsheet budget. I use—they should pay me for this. I use this app called Personal Capital. It just helps you track things, breaks out your expenses in categories, gives you a cash flow, gives you a net worth, does things really, really well, um, and it's easy to look at. So I don't have to sit down every month and like do a spreadsheet because I already know every month what I what I do because I've been doing this for so long as far as budgeting. But some people that are new, maybe you should use a budget just so it helps you um, think about what you want to do um, another good thing to do is, is plan long term so don't neglect a long-term plan um, that's why i help people i've been able to help so many people think longer term and we're doing those things that are needed to be done to set ourselves up in a good position long term so that's that's a very very good good financial habit to practice um, and there's many more. Let's look at some more. Let's look at some more strong financial habits. Um, and I would say keeping it simple is a good one. People try to overthink this. Like you're like, oh, I need to do all this financial maneuvering or listen to a million um, Dave Ramsey or Susie stuff. Like no, keep it simple. You already know what it is. I always tell people there's no super tricks to this. You have to to make more than you're spending and save. Save what you're making, the the extra. And that's literally what it boils down to. Um, don't, Um yeah, I would say that would be, be one. Cut out extras. I mean, I'm for that, but also not for that. I'm super laid back and low maintenance, so I can do that. If you need extras, sure. If the people that need extras or need more cush luxury, whatever, just make sure that you're able to do that based on your income. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, that's something to to be aware of. Think about your end goal. I'm a super, that's a good habit. Thinking about your end goal. I'm a super forward thinker. I never think, you know, for the tomorrow, I'm always thinking three, four years down the line. And that's why I'm able to to get things done. Everything I put in, f- in front of me that I've set for future goals I've accomplished and will continue to. But that's something you should do. It helps motivate you if you're thinking about down the line, what you need to accomplish. It helps you make those everyday decisions um, correctly. This is a good one, be organized. So I'm not a huge, like have to have everything in different places, but a lot of people have to have like organizations for different accounts and different things. Yes, that that could be a good one. If it helps the way you think, it helps clear things in your mind. Being organized might be a really, really good way, um, a habit to practice. To, to keep you on track. So I love though I love that one as well. So those are some good, good financial habits to practice. If you have any other ones, let me know, maybe ones that I miss, comment, text, email, DM. I'm open book, so reach out to me. But um, those are some good ones we can practice and practice every day and you'll see the effects over time. Again, it's not instantaneous. Nothing is instantaneous, I've never seen that. Uh, but it's over time that we'll be able to see those things. So let me know what you think. Let's go on to the question of the week next segment. Hey, questions of the week. I'm back on the question tip. I feel like I give the best answers. I got to make sure that I'm able to find some good questions. But this is a good one. I uh, found a question from another column that I'm stealing and giving my perfected answer. So the question comes from a person. Let's read it out. I recently decided to leave my job and start my own business. The success of that business propelled me to go into a, into a new one with a partner. We were both doing very well financially. My issue lies within my friend group. I'm 27 years old and my friends make nowhere near the kind of money I do. Before making this type of money, I was a generous friend. I would treat them when we went out for drinks or dinner. And if a friend ever needed extra cash, I would always had money to spare to help them out. Now that I'm a business owner and learning more about money management, I haven't been willing to do as much lavish spending or compensate my friends anymore. This has made them angry. Very angry. <laughs> These are long term friends and I don't want to lose them. But they, but at the end of the day, I'm nobody's bank or ATM and they shouldn't always depend on me. What should I do? Oh man, that's a that's a dilemma. Simple answer for me is I really don't honestly lend money or borrow. I never never need to borrow money. Obviously when we were younger, your parents helped you out, but you know, I've I i do I'm not a big lending of money. Because here's the thing. If you're gonna lend someone like a friend whatever money expect to never get it back. If they're in the position where they have to ask you for money, it's not a good position because they're. that's like the last thing someone ever wants to do. So if you have to give or borrow or give a friend or XYZ money, expect to never get it back because that's just the way it is. And if you have to only do it, if you're willing to let go of those funds, whatever the amount is, like only do it if you're willing to be like, all right, I can expect to never get this back XYZ. Because there's just, it's just too sticky. I'm not a big, I'm not a big person on lending and borrowing. Like I just, especially within friends or whatever, family, like it's not a big, um, it's not a good situation. You never want to go get in these situations. So don't become the ATM. Um, Have people respect boundaries. People don't understand sometimes boundaries. Like if you, someone that has a goal, been working towards a goal, Your friends may not understand that. They may not understand that. Oh, you don't want to always go out to eat or you don't want to always do this or you don't want to go to this trip. You want to save your, you're working on a goal, So have boundaries for yourself. Um, And people don't understand what the hard work you're putting into your goals. Like this gentleman or or, or lady, I I think they didn't say it was a he, her or or whatever. Um, This person, he worked hard. This person took risks to start a business and therefore, you know, was successful in this business, but, you know, No knocking his friends. His friends did not take those same risks nor put in that same work, um, and therefore they shouldn't be expecting um, anything if they weren't even a part of this business venture, the risk that was taken. So yeah, I'd say one, have boundaries for yourself. Two, if you're going to borrow some money, expect to not get it back, uh, so be okay with losing that um those funds and yeah and just three think think wisely about this set boundaries alert your friends about what you're doing and the path that you're on because it may not be the same path that they're on but they got to be aligned and they have to respect uh, what you're doing so that's my take that's my take on that and next up let's talk final thoughts final thoughts coming up next hey final thoughts wrapping up the week what is everyone doing this weekend? I have no clue. I'm watching football. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. Such a great show. The, the most the shows that have the most replay value in the history of cinematic television The Office, of course. I've watched that like a million times. And then Game of Thrones. You can never get sick of those two shows. So I'm rewatching that. Obviously, we're watching football this week. Um,. No big, no big weekend plans. Obviously, where everyone's doing Thanksgiving next week in the city, so we'll be all here uh, in your respective places. NBA starting next month. Next week, I will be doing some live TV again. I'm supposed to be doing CNBC Monday morning, early, bright and early for the early birds. Back on Fox Business Tuesday afternoon between 2 and 3 o'clock, so check that out. Uh, nothing much. Um, there's nothing much updated in myself. Uh, let me know what's going on with you all. Just shoot me a message. Shoot me a DM. What, what have you, but I really do appreciate you listening to episode 43. We'll be back as always next week, a Thanksgiving edition. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Cause it's Thanksgiving. We have to keep going. Do we take breaks over here? Do we rest? No. So you'll hear me next week. We're doing a Thanksgiving edition episode next week. Save me some turkey, ship it, mail it, whatever you have to do, send me something. (laughs) Talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening.